Savings are on at Ken Garf. West Valley Jeep. Get a new Jeep for less with employee pricing plus when you stop by during the Big Finish event. Visit them today. All right, Steve Tate coming up here shortly. We hope. Get his reaction. Morgan Scally, they played together, remained friends. And we will talk with Steve coming up. We got a lot of people weighing in. Sounds like Utah's grooming Morgan Scally to succeed Kyle Whittingham. In the last 72 hours, we've heard the AD and the head coach praise Morgan. We know Morgan's got an amended contract, and we know that when asked directly about succeeding Kyle, he didn't want to talk about it. Sounds like it's all set up. Doug is all about it. He says it's a great fit. He'll just pick up right where Coach Witt leaves the program. Oh, that would be outstanding if that, that were true. That would be outstanding. Now, yeah. to your point that they're kind of uh, recreating the whole Whittingham story, because Kyle was a defensive coordinator, and both guys would be in their early to mid-40s, but it was, it was a little bumpy there for the first two, two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And then Kyle hit his groove, and for the rest of the Mountain West time, it was just off the charts. 41 and 7 or something ridiculous like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was basically 500 for those first two years and a month. DJ and PK, it's time to welcome in Steve Tate, the former Utah safety founder of the Hayes Strong Foundation. Steve, good morning. DJ, what's going on, man? Well,. It isn't exactly news out of the U, but, you know, there's dots there, and we're connecting them. And we wonder what you think. Morgan, uh, Morgan Scally's got yeah. an, an amended contract, and we've had both the athletic director and the head coach give him just glowing praise. And then PK asked him directly about succeeding Kyle and didn't want to talk about it. Which makes me think, well, there must have been some talk about it. If you don't want to talk about, has there been talk about it? <laughs> All ambiguous. Uh, you know, I, I, think, I think it's evident right now uh, Morgan is, is certainly uh, the next in line for that, for that coaching position. I think, you know, it's a guy who knows the program, uh, familiar with, obviously, in-state recruiting. Um, Familiarity is, is huge. I, I think uh, obviously you saw it with Coach with with Urban, and then when Coach Whittingham took over. I think you know sometimes that familiarity component um, when you when you're finding a, a successor is is more important than anything else. Uh, you know, I, I kind of look at uh, what Boise State has done over the years, and for the most part, they've they've gone with guys that uh, that are familiar with the program. And, you know, it, it's, it's hard to build a successful program in college football. Um, and it's hard to keep a program successful. Uh, look at, you know, look at the, the USC turnover and, and UCLA turnover. And, you know, Oregon went through it a little bit, uh, although not for long. But I, I think having, having familiarity in the program and uh, consistency is, is, is probably a top priority when it comes to these athletic directors. So you've been around Scally for a long time. When we worked with them for a little bit, you've played with them, and I'm sure you've been friends with them and have maintained that relationship. To me, if you're looking at a human being, I don't know that you're going to find a finer person. I think we can all say that. But what do you think about him that would make him an excellent head coach? Well, I think I think uh, Morgan is is a guy that uh, you know 
kids love guys love being around him uh you know recruits enjoy him he's a guy he's personable so i think first and foremost he's a great recruiter um obviously defensively uh he's 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 been trained under uh, under coach Whittingham he's a player that that knows the system uh when he played but also he's been able to evolve that into a coaching position and you know he, i think that the, the thing with Morgan as you as you know is uh he's a guy that that relates to kids and and families and uh and and that's all when it comes down to it you you got to be a salesman for your program you've got to earn the respect of uh of of parents and the recruits and and Morgan can do that uh Morgan is is one of those guys that gets along with anybody Steve Tate joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Did you see Morgan as a coach when you guys were playing? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, we you kind of all always knew that Morgan uh, aspired to be a, a, a coach. You know, he was uh, obviously a great captain when he when he played there and a guy we all looked up to. And um, it, I don't think it surprised any of us. You know, I, I don't. Shoot, he was so bad at radio, he had to go to somewhere else, right? <laughs> nice. Well played. <laughs> so you played, when you were there at the U, Kyle was the defensive coordinator, correct? When I was at the U, well, he, one year. So he was my defensive coordinator, and then I had Coach Whittingham for three years uh, following. So I had Urban one year, and Coach Whittingham three years after that. So... I think Kyle learned how to coach defense from his father, and then Kyle or uh, Morgan, and really Kalani and uh, Gary, they're they were learning it from Kyle. So there's steeped in that tradition there that can be carried on, and we've seen obviously the defense this year, with the exception of one or two games, was outstanding. Uh, what makes Kyle a great coordinator of defenses and that Morgan has been able to pick up on it so that you would naturally assume that it would continue when Morgan takes over? Yeah, you know, a system that Utah runs is, is very unique. Uh, it's, it's, um, it's challenging. It's a system that I don't think a lot of uh, college, prog- uh, college programs can uh, implement only because of uh, this, you know, I think the the skill that it that it takes, the the, the mental challenge, uh, the uniqueness of it. There's always adjustments, uh, and it, it's hard to implement that that system. And Coach Whittingham's been able to do it. Obviously, uh, you know, it was with with Fred Whittingham. He was a guy that that brought it. You know, kind of that. Uh, I, I'd say it's it's similar to what the pros run. You know, it's not always man to man. You have a lot of cover three. You bring in a lot of blitzes, unique blitzes. Um, you know, you don't see a lot of teams blitzing their safeties routinely. Um, I, you know, I made a living doing that, and, and that's just, uh, you know, I was fortunate to be a, a part of a program that, that does that. And, and, you know, I think they maximize player, um, players' talents. And it's, it's one of those where it's a plug-and-play system uh, on defense, and you don't see that all the time. It, you're setting yourself up for success. You know, you go through over the years, and, and players are always – um, defensively, you can always count on those guys. If one guy leaves or goes pro, you know they're, 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 you really don't miss a beat. You, you have a new guy come in and and, and replace it. And it, you know it's you see it you see it in offenses, but you don't always see it in defenses. And and I think Morgan, obviously, the player that helps him, uh, he was able to see it as a player. And I think 
I think that that actually gives him uh, uh, the upper hand when he's when he's calling a defense is because you know the player you knew what you liked you knew uh, when an, when an offense comes out you knew the adjustments to make and, and Morgan's been able to do that and I think that that's a big reason why this defense has continued to be successful under under him. You know, uh, you, these schools build up reputations, and it's uh, and I think fan bases can think, well, this school is always good at this. Well, they're not. It's the coaches yeah. who are good at it. You know, Utah's had a bunch of really good defensive linemen come through, just one after another, but that's because Kyle's there, and it's the same way with the defensive backs. Now, the next coach might have more success with, you know, bringing in big-time receivers or something. Do you think that Morgan's so plugged into the recruiting that what they've done at defensive line and defensive back – will continue on or will those groups look different over time because it's got Kyle's imprint on it? Assuming it's Morgan in the long run. Um, yeah, I, I think they're, I think it'll continue. I, I think, you know, it's, it's kind of similar recruiting strategies. I don't think those recruiting strategies will change. Um, you, you know, but there, there will be, there will be a, a transition period. And, you know, I think you guys were alluding to it before I you, but it, even with Coach Whittingham, you know, when he took over um, for, for Urban, there was, you know, learning curve. Uh, college, you know, coaching in college, it's, it's, it's difficult. There's a big, big learning curve. And, and even with uh, a smooth transition and familiarity, you know, these coaches that, that then assume the head role, they've got to kind of fill themselves out on what they, what they like or, or, or what, they're, you know, what, what they're comfortable with or what kind of offense they want to run. So I think there, you know, if if and when Morgan takes that, assuming he will, that you know, I think fans should expect a little bit of a learning curve, and and, and that's normal. Um, and and now patience is everything from a fan base, but you know, Morgan, I think should have the same recruiting strategy. I think, uh, as you mentioned, you know, it is a kind of a plug and play system, and you know, I, I remember when I was my senior year when I was going to you know the senior bowl games and and uh, meeting with scouts and being in the interviews with some of the GMs and, you know, routinely uh, I would hear it routinely about how Utah just keeps um, putting out the safeties. You know, they were, they were kind of known for their safeties to start out. Now, obviously defensive linemen um, is, is another <laughs> huge uh, asset that Utah's been able to do. But I, I don't think that recruiting strategy will change. I, I'd be shocked if it did now. But, but again, I think there will be a transitional period and a learning curve for, for anybody that, that assumes that, that head coaching role. If, if in if if it's their first position, obviously. So you were a star high school quarterback at Skyline, I think, and you actually played at Utah State. And there was this up and coming reporter who interviewed you when you committed to <laughs> Utah State. Do you remember who that was? The one and only PK. <laughs> we're going back thirty years almost, man. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm getting old. It's. Uh... Like when Leah Wodrowska, she she was my she re, was also with you there, uh, yeah. PK, and and uh, now she's retired, and I'm, that just means I'm old and you're older. That's all that means. That's exactly what it means. And so you, and then you finish your career, obviously playing at the youth for the youths, and you said something there that I think is really the key at coaching at any level. I don't care what level. You probably I know you're coaching your son and and sons and all that stuff, and it it. it 
involves maximizing the ta- the talent that's available. And you use that phrase, maximizing talent. And that's one of the things that I think that has made Utah be really successful over the years is the ability to maximize talent, the ability to look at guys, you being a quarterback in high school, and then they see that, okay, where you need to be is in the defensive backfield. And in my conversations with Morgan over the years, it seems to me he's got that skill. And that might be, along with the ability to be that salesman and be personable, as you say, I think the second most important quality of a coach is to be able to have an eye for a talent and figure out your player position, whatever, in high school. But when you get to us, you're going to be doing this and you're going to be doing it well. Can you put your arms around to explain how it is that some guys have that ability to look at a player who is an option quarterback in high school and seeing them four or five years later being a star safety, like in your case, and how difficult it is to be able to maximize the talent and have that eye for talent. Yeah. No, I, I, you're, you're dead on. You're spot on with that. I think, um, you know, Utah's always had that unique ability to, to, to look at players and, and not see them as, a, as, as who they are now, but see them five, five years from now. And, you know, I, obviously you gave myself as an example, former quarterback, uh, you know, of course, would have loved to play quarterback, but I trusted the coaches and, and what they saw. And then, you know, success also helps with that. You know, you look at these coaches and their track record, and, and then you, you trust what, what they say. Um, but I, I think, you know, one of, the, one of the examples I give is a guy like Stevenson Sylvester. Stevenson Sylvester came in, and, and he, was, uh, he came in as a linebacker, and he was just this lengthy – we called him the Goodyear, the Goodyear, uh, the Goodyear man because, you know, those, 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 got those signs that are the, the inflatable things with big arms and legs outside of a Goodyear <laughs> with the, the tire station. That was, that was Stevenson Sylvester. He was just this lengthy uh, recruit, and, and everyone said he's going to play linebacker. And, and he was smaller than any of the safeties defensive backs were like, how is this guy going to play linebacker? And then, you know, he registered in one year, and then he got in the weight room, and they put on weight. And next thing you know, Stevenson Sylvester is this uh, amazing linebacker that goes and plays in the NFL for four years for the Steelers. And, and nobody, nobody would have done that. Nobody would have seen that. Um, and, I, I, you know, I think it's just credit the, the coaches. I think it's interesting. My senior year, um, when I was a lot in the film room and kind of, uh, uh, hanging out with the coaches, even off the field, just in, in, in the film room and, you know, getting a grasp of what they do. I, I ended up fi- getting my hands on uh, one of their binders that was their recruiting profile binder. And it was really interesting because I, I opened up that binder and it had position breakdown of what they look for. And I'll just give you, you know, an example. Um, it, uh, so safety position uh, it had a list of what they look for criteria that meet that the safety that they want to uh, have have play for them, and it was former quarterback. And uh, the other one, which I thought was interesting, that it was a captain, and it was uh, a center field baseball player. And it was kind of it goes through like six or seven criteria that they look for um, in a safety, and uh, and they had it, it had that every position. Um, in their recruiting binder of what they look for and the criteria that they want to be met in order to recruit a player. 
You know, I always find that so interesting because Kyle has talked about multi-sport athletes. He's a big fan of them. Louis Sakota, yeah. King Louis, you know, this kicker who made all these pressure kicks and asked why about it once. Kyle said, I can't tell you exactly why, but I knew he had it because they went and saw him uh, pitch in a high school baseball game. He said he's a pitcher. He's on the mound. Everything's on him. Nothing happens. And he's got to have total confidence in that moment. When, you know, when he throws that pitch. And he said, I knew yeah. he would have confidence in the moment as a kicker because I watched him pitch in that game. He loves the multi-sport athlete. For all the parents out there who are wondering when their kids should specialize, it depends on where you want to play and what you want to do. But if you want to play football at the U for Kyle Whittingham, play multiple sports because he loves that stuff. All right, last thing before we let you go. Tyler tweets at us, asked Steve Tate about his undefeated Bannon team, the most dominant Ute Conference team ever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Those are my, my boys. We gave up six points and we scored 560. <laughs> well, who goofed on the six and how many laps did they have to run? Drop and give me 40. <laughs> You're right. When we gave up the six, it was a, disappoint- it was a total disappointment. But I made them run. Don't, of course I made them run. No, it, it, those guys were fun. I loved, I loved coaching them. They'll be a special group when they, when they uh, get to high school. Which schools are recruiting them? Recruiting them? My son? Yeah, the high schools. Jeez. Not the colleges, oh, oh, the high schools. You know, no, I, you know, I, it's, it's important. I just want, want them to play with his friends. You know, I think it, it, making sure they enjoy their youth, that's huge. You know, I think so much of these parents nowadays, uh, you see it in the Super League parents. I call them the Super League parents when, you know, they're, they're traveling their kid to and from every different team to get them looked at. And, you know, at the end of the day, Go have fun with your friends. If you're good enough, you're good enough. Uh, but yeah, you know, never get caught up. No, don't get caught up in that Super League parent mentality. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> good advice, right. but in one ear and out the other. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, Steve. Well, we appreciate it. A few minutes. Thanks for coming on with us. Always fun, guys. It's been been too long. Steve Tate, former youth safety and founder of the Haystrong Foundation. All right, DJ and PK, Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, joins us at 9 o'clock to talk all things jazz, youths, Cougars, Aggies, after the uh, final Beehive Classic and the Jazz getting back to it with Orlando tomorrow night. Steve's coming up at the top of the hour. Until then, we can uh, take more of your reaction the thought of Morgan Scally as the next coach after Kyle Winningham. What do you think? Hit us up on Facebook, DJ and PK. Call us 855-340-ZONE. And Yak is standing by. He's back from vacation after a week off, refreshed, revitalized, and ready to uh, handle all the incoming, uh, incoming takes. Use the app. Use the open mic feature. And Yak will get him on the air on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utah Jazz are back in action tomorrow night. They host the Orlando Magic, Vivint Smart Home Arena. The game will be 7 o'clock on AT&T Sportsnet. Magic won. They beat the Pelicans Sunday. New Orleans has lost 12 in a row, tying a franchise record. The Lakers are now 24-3. They beat the Hawks in Atlanta. LeBron leading the way with 32 points and 13 rebounds. They lead the West by four and a half games over the Clippers. Dallas Mavericks are hopeful that star Luka Doncic will be able to return within a couple of weeks from a moderate ankle sprain that he suffered on Saturday. Monday Night Football, the Colts and the Saints tonight, 6.15 on ESPN. Listen to the game here on the Zone Sports Network.
Top of the Wire is brought to you by Syringa Networks Verizon customers. If you were recently notified that some of your telecommunication services will no longer be supported, contact Syringa Networks. Syringa is Utah's fastest growing premier telecommunications provider. They have a full range of services. Call them today at 385-420-7881. That number again, 385-420-7881. That's Syringa Networks. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Craig Bowlerjack, are you still okay with him being on the bench when Mike Conley comes back? Or would you like to see Joe maybe be out on the court for some of these starts? Quinn makes a lot of money to make these decisions. But I think what we've seen is the lack of energy that Joe just has a knack for. Analytics have a purpose, and I get it, and I use them. But I think the inside, the heart, the way that you play the game still gets lost. You can't judge that by analytics. And I think Joe is a great example of that. He wants it. Uh, he was told he couldn't, and so he proves every day that he can. You know, you know a couple of guys, right, who just beat the odds, and guys like to follow, and that's Joe Ingles. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. Please state your name, tweeting at us about Morgan Scally this morning. Uh, if you're just joining us, we had the athletic director, Mark Harlan, on on Friday, and he gave a, you asked him about the uh, contract amendment with Morgan, mm-hmm. and he gave Morgan a glowing endorsement. He really did. He is all aboard the Morgan hype train. He loves himself some Morgan. Yes. And then Saturday, the Utes had their first availability in town. <clears throat> Since the loss of the bowl game. They third practice, and Kyle said it's going better. You can see the guys shaking off the rust and the disappointment from the game and started to focus on Texas. And The dozen players who are from Texas seem to be – we talked to two of them, and they seem to be all sorts of fired up about playing the Longhorns because the Longhorns didn't recruit them, and everybody in Texas grows up play, dreaming of playing for the Longhorns, and they can only take 25 of the 400 guys who get college scholarships in Texas every year. And so as part of that, you asked Kyle about Morgan, and he gave Morgan a glowing endorsement. And we spoke to Morgan, and he talked a little bit about the contract and said nice things about Kyle and, and Mark Harlan. And then you asked him. Has there been any discussion as far as taking over when Kyle retires? Uh, I'm not going to discuss that. I'm not going to discuss that. Well, I take that as a big old yes. And having just listened to Kyle and to Mark in the last... 36 hours before that, 24 hours before that, seems pretty clear that uh, he's lined up, waiting for Kyle to decide the time is right to disappear off to the golf course and to Maui and to wherever else he wants to vacation. Yeah, Kyle just needs to improve on trying to muscle the ball at all times. Oh, his golf swing. Yes. Yes. It's like, well, I was now he's excellent I was in football mode. <laughs> but a little lacking a little touch around the greens, perhaps? Uh, yeah, and that's the hardest thing to get. And he can be a little thick headed. <laughs> you know, like, maybe the best shot isn't to always go within one inch of the pin. <laughs> you know, maybe. You don't want to fire to every flag? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, if you're in a trap in the fairway, maybe we just, instead of worrying about getting on the green, maybe I'll worry about getting out. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can save all some strokes there. And there might be a guy over there who doesn't hit it as far and watching you hack it in the trap who might be having to turn around and laugh so he's not seen laughing. It's all theoretical. Yeah. It's right. hypothetical. Exactly. Right. Hypothetical. So 
Unless it actually happened and you were the other guy. Uh, not, or no, no, or no, it's hypothetical. No. So then get a little bit better, and that'll come. And then you're ready to go into retirement and play those 36 holes a day in Maui. And if there's so place to play 36, like, Maui's the place to be. So he can't retire until he gets handicapped to single digits? That's your theory? Get a little bit better. Hey, hey you're a 14, dude. <laughs> you're going to have to coach another year of football, okay? I'm not going to sign off on this. So... You know, there's 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 a whole lot of potential there. I can tell you that. Twelve yeah. is good, but until you're a nine, don't come around here. He can he can. There's no doubt in my mind he can get there. Yeah, absolutely. So, Scally has some work to do or some time before he's going to take over. I do think that that surprised me that he said that I don't want to discuss it. I was, I wasn't shocked. But I, I, I would say I was surprised. I thought he would say, well, yeah, we'll have to see what happens. And, okay. and I would love right. to be the head coach I was like, here. why were you surprised? Because I, I mean, I obviously thought, he wants to be a head coach, and why not gotta, be a head coach here? Yes. So say that. If he would have said, yeah, you know, we'll see what happens, I'd love to have that opportunity if, down the line. Okay, I get where you're going now. Uh, I thought the answer was going to be more along the line of, well, PK, it's pretty much like 99% of the assistant coaches dream of being head coaches, but anything like that needs to come from the athletic director or the school president. Because it does need to come from the athletic director or the school president. Well, we'd it's already very ha- presumptuous we'd- for a coordinator to start Unless yakking about it. Unless there's been discussions. Yeah, but it's still, it's it's not how you're supposed to play the game. You're just not supposed to. So I really? didn't expect a direct, yeah, we've talked about it. Oh, you no, did, I you understand did, that. You know, but I, I really did think That's my job said. when the old man gets out of here. <laughs> yeah, and let's right. go. I know. <laughs> Kyle's loitering a little bit, but I've decided to laugh. No, I really did think he, when you asked him that, I thought, well, he's going to say that that's got to come from Mark. Instead, he just... But I also think that, and that's one of the things when we just had Steve Tate on, that there is a learning curve. You know, and, and Kyle started 16 and 13 over his first two years and one month. And then it clicks in, and he went 41 and 7 over the rest of that third season and his next three years. Yeah. He went to the Pac 12. And that's an extreme example. But it is it's an example that Kyle had a learning curve. And then when, when things came together. I agree. What a ride. That what? was a great ride through the rest of the Mountain West time. Yeah, and what, so, what quarterback are you leaving me? <laughs> that, that's a big question. And, and how many seniors are you leaving me on the offensive line? Because Lavelle left Gary Croton a full... Dolman a full, and right. Staley. Right. And Dolman and Staley were undefeated when they played. 12-0, baby! And then... Yeah. And, and then, then the he broken, left. They well, left. The broken leg at Mississippi State and lost the last two games. And then broken ribs in Hawaii. Yeah. And so then you had that... Oh, yeah, because Doman got hurt in Hawaii. Staley got hurt in Mississippi. And then they started 2-0, and then it all fell apart. Right. So what are you leaving me? So if Kyle leaves him a two-year starter, my guess is he hits the ground running. Right. If he doesn't, and he wants then Kyle said, well, wait a second, I got, uh, let's just go with this Bentley dude. Yeah. Yeah, I've got him. Well, actually, no, that wouldn't count because he's just one year. Say rising takes off. Right. And but you could then, be sitting there with a the quarterback and Kyle like... Kyle says, I'm going to ride this kid out. I want to coach the senior <laughs> year and see if we can win a Rose Bowl. Yeah. Right, because they haven't done it yet. Right. right. Which would be his prerogative. So then Morgan's going to have a longer... Whoever coach is, the coach is is going to have... Yeah, but they'll a, have savvy media in town saying, well, they got to break in a new quarterback and they got to break in a new coach, so... Hold on, it's going to be a wild ride here for a yeah, while. Yeah, I don't know about that, man. That savvy media had them 11-1 and one when they I was, joined the conference. I was talking about you and me. 
Oh. <laughs> I know other people will say, I, I feel 14-0 coming on. Well, it depends. And then we'll see about the 15th game. When Kyle retires, it depends you know, what the options are. I know somebody else who would like to golf 36 holes a day in Maui. (laughs) (laughs) You're a little old to be adopted, dude. (laughs) I'm not naming names. You don't have to. We can all put it together. We talk about how much you golf on the show all the time. I mean, I got it. By the way, there's there's like 100 guys driving down the freeway. Pick me. Pick me. Well, that's right. I wasn't naming names. I'm a really good house guest. Just so we could be okay. So I'm in the mix. (laughs) Sure. I didn't say it would happen for sure, but if I'm in the mix, we'll see what happens and go from there. Kyle's sitting over like... I'm not taking my kids. What I'm taking you for? <laughs> well, you don't want to play alone. Me and the missus, man. We need some downtime. She's, fortunately, she doesn't golf. I've already, I've already vetted that out. <laughs> you vetted that. <laughs> you, like the president looking for advice. You've president. done your work. Who have I vetted for Secretary of State? I'm Patrick Kinahan. Yes, I vetted. She Why do you think I'm nice to the guy? <laughs> you don't want me to answer that. <laughs> I mean, come on. Everybody's in it for themselves. <laughs> Got to look out for number one. We all hear you. You got it. Nobody else is looking out for you. Yeah, Got to right. do a little looking right. out for number so, one. So, you know, the guy needs a guy. And, hey, if, if nothing, I'm good for a line, you know, every few uh, holes, Fact. right? Fact. <laughs> <laughs> You're really good when I'm putting the ball all over the ninth green. I can make ball. you smile every couple of holes, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to admit that. That's true. So, yeah. There's, he, he seems to like me, so, you know, you never know. <laughs> he likes a lot of people. Right. I'm in the mix. He's That's like, all I'm saying. He's a likable dude. I'm not saying I'm, I'm the leader in the clubhouse, so to speak. He's <laughs> saying, oh. I'm in the mix. <laughs> I mean, I mean let, let's face it. If Finau no longer wants to tour, I got no shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but, see, he needs a foursome. So, you don't have to be the first choice. Right. Need to be the second or third. I don't need to be faster than you. I, I don't need to be faster than the bear. I just need to be faster than you. So... And hats off to Tony, man. I watched that President's Cup thing. Yes, good comeback. Didn't didn't know the U.S. had that in him. That was way cool. Yeah. Played well. Came down to the, even though the last half of that singles, the back nine, and guys are making putts. Yeah. Looked yeah. like it was going to be, uh, looked like they might split it there for a while. And then all of a sudden, all the matches turned at once. Here's a good question, and I think this is actually, you know, and there's a lot of goofiness, and our listeners do sometimes tweet in crazy stuff, but I, I think there's something to this. I, it's got to be considered. I don't think it'll play out, though. But uh, Todd tweets at us, if KW hangs it up, say, two years from now, and then coaches like Venables or Campbell or Fleck or someone who's available, all great recruiters and motivators, would you still take Morgan? Is it that important to be in-house if there is an excellent candidate available? And this, you know, Kyle was available. And it's a different situation because they were letting Matt go because they weren't winning enough. But Kyle was available then. He wanted to be a head coach then. He was at the U then. And they brought in a guy who was a recruiter and a motivator. And Urban had a phenomenal two years, and then he left. See, I insist 
that it is important for someone who knows the territory. We are different. Yes. And, and you've th- got to know how to play it. Yes. And I think like a lot of schools, probably 20 or 30 Power 5 schools, it'll probably be an interesting show to count this out one day. There's a way to win, but it isn't easy. You don't have the money, the hype, and the tradition that Ohio State and Oklahoma and Alabama and Florida have. You can still win. You can still win at a pretty good level. But you got to do it a specific way. Now, I think there's places where it's just so hard to do. I, I don't know. How, how many off. Polynesians has Fleck recruited? Because he's done a marvelous job. And we're just using him as an example. you got a sure. kid from Australia as his left tackle. We're not. Right there, there's stuff you'd have to not come Not that he would ever be here. But we're just using his example. Right. And then you have to know. You have, you have to know how to negotiate the Mormons. Right? Now, obviously, Missions. Kyle and Morgan do. Right. Then you, you can you imagine someone coming in and saying, "What are we messing around with mission kids yeah. for?" Uh oh, oh, danger! One of the great danger. things, Ron, one of the great things Ron McBride did was embrace that. And then you have to know, okay, I'm going to bring these African American guys from wherever. I'm going to put them in a predominantly white community. How are they going to deal with that? You get a kid like Brian Johnson. And he is going to have you eaten out of his hand because he comes in here and his personality is so charismatic. He gets along with everybody. So His media sessions, yeah. his senior year, and he was a fifth-year senior. The and best yeah. leader I've ever been around oh my gosh. was Brian Johnson. Yeah. Best leader of any college kid ever. And I've been doing this a long time now. And so you've got to know that. You can't get here and learn that. You've got to know it already. All right, but I'm going to pick up the baton here from, uh, what was the name of the listener who tweeted that in? Now I just got a whole bunch more tweets. Uh, oh, it's Todd. So I think uh, if Todd were here, I'm going to channel this. I'm going to say Todd would argue yes to all of that, but Urban came in from the outside and figured it out. And Kyle was better did as Kyle a head fig- coach. No, wait, 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 wait. Back, did Urban figure it out or just take what's available and maximize it? Did he figure, what did he figure out? Well, he didn't reject mission kids. He, he did, but he didn't recruit, basically. Plus, well, he recruited one class. Yeah, he did. He had, well, he, <laughs> a class and a half. I mean, he came in before the signing day and got hired and had, to, and I get it, that first year, you know, you're in transition trying to hold on to the kids you have and fill it out with a few more kids. And I don't know if those kids were responsible for and Kyle was, four and two or whatever they went. And Kyle was better for having worked with Urban for two years. No doubt. I totally he, agree. He learned some stuff, borrowed some stuff, took it, made it his own. And so we were could, all better for Shell Bell. <laughs> and so could Morgan be better off for that? Yes. But I don't care who the hot shot is out there, and they'll have a, a plethora of candidates because this is a prime job. It's a great, great job. It pays well. You can you got everything you need to be successful. Maybe not to be in the playoff every year, but to be successful at a level that will keep you employed for a long time. And that's what coaches. So, what do you think? By. There's probably like ten to fifteen jobs that are on a level, pay more money, have more prestige, whatever. So they're on that level, and then there's a tier of. 20 to 30 jobs, and Utah's in the mix in that? No question. It's at the high end of the mix, I believe. Because of Kyle's recent success. Everything this community right. has to offer, 
and they're going to give you four million dollars to start. All right. I mean, they, and I'm assuming you know with inflation and whatnot. Yeah, by the time a, that yeah. comes about, four will be. A I don't know number. that the, the new coach would get that. Kyle worked his way up to that. Well, I think it would depend on what kind of resume they came in and what kind of leverage they had. Right. But when anyway, you're going to get paid through the gazoo, and it is a it is a great job with a great fan base, great media. Not necessarily that we're great, but in terms of interest, we care very much about what you do. Every single thing you do, there is tons of us who care a great deal. This is a plum job. It is one of the best in the conference. It's one of the best in the West. And then if you want to extrapolate beyond that, I'll let you figure that one out. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Our Chevy dealer's strong play of the weekend. Wentz firing, and it is caught. Is it a touchdown? Is it a touchdown? It is! Caught in the fourth quarter of the end zone. It is a touchdown and they are surrounding as the pass goes deep into the end zone to Greg Ward. Philly made a mess of it all day long and then somehow won the game and beat Washington right at the end because Washington's Washington and they don't know what they're doing. So there's the Chevy Strong play of the game. Know that today at 4.50, and you can win fabulous prizes. Now let's find out who sucked. As the great philosopher Snoop Dogg once said, This guy sucks. like a sucker punch. It's time to reward the losers in sports with another edition of This Guy Sucks. You suck. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Well, Andy Dalton sucked, PK. He threw four interceptions as the Bengals lost to the Patriots. Bengals turned it over five times. They fumbled a punt, too. But I think we got to go to the other side, and let's go to the Patriots, because now that the video is out, it looks like they were cheating. And, and they get busted for the exact reason I thought they weren't cheating. They let the Browns know what they were doing. And if you're cheating and you let the Browns know what you're doing, don't you figure it's going to get out? And it did. The Bengals, some Bengal staffers came over and busted him. Of course, the Browns told the Bengals. The whole league doesn't trust the Patriots. I don't know that anybody trusts anybody. It's a pretty paranoid profession. But certainly, the whole league's paranoid about the Patriots cheating. Well, two things. is One, I think they should then get the death penalty. <laughs> the Patriots and aren't allowed to play football for uh, two years like SMU. No, it was. Two yeah. years. Well, I think... I think SMU was banned NCAA, for one yeah. and then assigned them. They were only going to be able to play conference games they the second year. Them so they said, never mind, we won't year, play yeah. at all. That's so weird. So they sat out two? Two yeah. straight years. And secondly, if you're going to go Dalton's four interceptions, I can raise that one. My man Sneed against Weber State. Five picks. <laughs> Weber five. State. Yeah. Yes. Two in the first half, three in the second. This guy sucks. And they, they have uh, and a blocked punt on top of that. Sacks. Kyle was yeah. yeah. And Rodriguez yeah. have six. No, he had four himself. Four. Yeah, the team pro, had pro, six. Program single game record yeah. four sacks for Adam Rodriguez. Yeah, that was 
That was incredible, man. They kept that was no offense on either, very little offense by either team. But doesn't matter as long as you win. Looks beautiful in the box score. On to the semis for Weber State. Yeah, I gotta go with the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. You can't win with guys who. Make it all about are them. Just gonna. How do I phrase it? Do I say low character? I'm too. I don't want to do that. They make it all about but them. high maintenance dudes. They're, high maintenance is a good way to go. It's, it's high. So you maintenance. got Landry going after coach. You got mm. Odell saying he wants out of there. Total sideshows all over the place. Right. It, especially in football, when you got so many guys, you just can't be doing all that stuff there. And, and now they're wondering what the problem is, and it's like, please, just. Don't you want to be playing football? What about and the trying focus? to find ways yeah. to win games instead of me, me, this and that? And then they bring in these guys who've had these issues, and somehow it's going to be better. It seemed like bringing in uh, Odell Beckham Jr. to Cleveland—that was just that was inevitable. Baker Mayfield, young guy, maybe you can see that going other either way. Yeah, but because he's young, you got to have strong guys on the other end. Bingo, bingo. Yep. All right, there you go. Yak, you got anybody who sucked? You see any aberrant behavior at Disneyland while you're walking around? Uh, you saw a lot of jerseys. I saw your Twitter feed. Saw a lot of cargo shorts. Cargo shorts don't do it, people. <laughs> <laughs> that, was the, that was actually the number one response to those tweets I sent out of those jerseys was, why are these guys wearing cargo shorts? How, how hot was it down there? Actually, it wasn't bad. It was only in the 70s. It was right. great weather. I was wearing shorts. All right, DJ and PK coming up next. Steve Cleveland, we're talking hoops. The Jazz are back at it with the Magic. They've won a couple games, uh, but they got to do a couple things better. And has Steve got any idea how they can negotiate the bench? Because the bench minutes continue to be a problem most nights. Certainly they were against the Warriors. We'll talk with Steve Cleveland, get a little college basketball too, as the Utes and the Cougars win in the Beehive Classic. Steve Cleveland coming up next. Stay with us.